There we are. We are live on YouTube right now. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coach's Corner office. Today is all about talking about a Marketing Monday, and we're going to discuss how to avoid burnout when you are an entrepreneur, okay? How to avoid burnout when you are an entrepreneur. Because look, I totally understand when you are burned out trying to market your business, trying to do coaching, you might have corporate clients, you got to take care of your home, you got to do all this time, and you might be working a nine to five. And so there's a lot going on and you can go into burnout and not do anything. So I want to talk about how to avoid burnout so that we don't have that issue at all. All right. So we'll get started in just one second. All right, guys. Again, today is about the five ways to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur uh, because I've been there. <laughs> I literally about a month ago had this same like burnout issue. Like I was like just chilling, watching television. Matter of fact, I watched so much television that I literally watched all the seasons of Big Bang Theory. I was already about five seasons in, but you guys know if you're a Big Bang Theory person like me, fam, you know there was a lot of seasons. I finished them all up because I was just burned out, just didn't know I was coming or going. So I want to share with you five ways that you can avoid this total burnout so that you don't lay on the couch been watching uh, sitcoms like I did. All right. Okay. So before we go into it, I want to say that today's show is sponsored by the Coaching Business Simplified. This is the number one business club for coaches that I've created to help you market your business the simplest way possible. Because I know there are times where you are going to struggle with your marketing. Maybe you're just frustrated with all the different methods that are out there and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Well, come on. Come on, join us over here in Coaching Business Simplify, right? Inside the Coaching Business Simplify, I'm going to give you advanced business and marketing training. You get done for you marketing content because y'all know all of this marketing has to do with content. And that is the most cons consuming thing that you can do is create content. I got you because I create all the content for you. You also get live spotlight coaching with me all included in the membership, something that most memberships do not include. All you have to do is fill out an application, get your question in, and you hop on live with me for your spotlight coaching session. And then we have a superstar community of coaches that are kicking butt, that will hold you accountable, that will give you advice, that will give you the resources that will help them grow their business. The community is super engaged with you as long as, as well as myself, right? So to join, you can go to alicemichelle.com forward slash seven for 30. When you use that link, seven for 30, right? F-O-R. 30, right? Seven for 30. You can join the Coaching Business Simplify for $7 for the first 30 days. Now, let me just share this with you real quick before I go on to the content. This deal will not go into 2022. I am making changes. I am making some, you know, some, you know, going, doing a new website, all this little fancy stuff, right? <laughs> Clearly about to get myself burned out, which I'm going to take these same tactics that I'm going to share with you to make sure I don't burn out, right? 
But this seven for 30 deal will not go uh, come along with me in 2022. So if you've been sitting on the fence about joining the Coaching Business Simplified, go check it out. $7 for the first 30 days. And then after that, it's $47 a month. You cannot beat that. You, if we added up all the coffee that you go buy at Starbucks, it doesn't even come up to $47 a month. And everything that you're going to get in the Coaching Business Simplified is just so dynamite. It is the comprehensive training. It is all the training that you need in the resources that you need all in one place, in the coaching as well, all in one place. So if you again, we've been sitting on the fence, y'all hear me? If you're sitting on the fence, go over to alicemichelle.com forward slash seven for 30. All right. So let's get into today's content. Again, we're going to be talking about the five ways to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Five ways to avoid burnout. So guys, those of you who are watching me on Instagram and on YouTube, if you can tell me where you are viewing me from in the comments so that I can give you a shout out. And also remember that you can ask me questions live that I will answer live for you as well. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. Five ways to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur. The first thing is when you are starting your coaching business, right? Or you are been in the coaching business for a while. You want to carefully interview the new clients that are coming into your business. Now I say this because I know that we want to help everybody. We want to be able to provide services to, to so many people because we want to help people get over that hump. I get it. But everyone is not going to be a good fit for you. So you have to get on the phone to talk to them. And I really encourage and say this to my high-end clients or who are offering high-end coaching products that you want to get on the phone and talk to people or do a video conference, right? So that you can get a really good feel of these people. Some people, once you get on the phone, you'll be able to notice that there are going to be some people who are going to be high maintenance. And I'm just being real, right? And if you're okay with handling high maintenance people, more power to you. I'm not. My energy cannot give that much energy to someone who's high maintenance. And maybe it ain't, maybe the person is not high maintenance, but you also realize that maybe on the phone talking to this person that they might not really commit to the work. I tell my clients, my I don't have that many one-on-one clients as it is. I only have two VIP clients that I take, right? Because that, because I want to be able to give as much to them as possible. And if I have more than that, I can't. I'm like tapped out, right? But anywho, what you want to know is that when you work with me, I give you work. There's going to be homework. I'm going to help you out as well. But there might be clients that want to, you know, sign up for your services, might not want to do the work. Maybe they just want you to do all the work and that you just send it to them. If that's the case, if you're that type of coach, then I hope you're pricing to do that because that means you're doing everything for them, right? But you have to really take really good note and be very mindful of the people that you're bringing into your business and who you're working with because they will burn you out. Not no fault of their own. They're just being themselves, right? But you also have the right to not take clients that you know that might not be the best fit for you, right? Is that not fair? That's fair. So definitely interview carefully your coaching prospects very carefully before you take them on. <laughs> okay. So that's number one. If you, if you don't do anything else than what I'm talking about today, 
definitely get on the phone with people or video conference and interview them before you take them on as a client. Okay. So that you can really know that this person is going to be a commit, uh, committed to doing the work and that you and her or him are a good fit together. Okay. All right. So let's go on to number two, automate, delegate, or eliminate tasks, consuming tasks, eliminate time consuming tasks. I am a huge component of this. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not going to do all this work. Like I'm not right. I'm I just, and you know what, when I first started my business, I was trying to be miss, uh, miss gun ho. Right. I, I thought I could do everything. Mm. <laughs> I got to take a swig on that because I couldn't do everything. I had to learn to automate certain things. I had to learn to delegate certain things. So look, you might not have all the funds to actually hire someone, okay? You might not have the funds to hire a virtual assistant. And when I first started, I didn't either. But there are systems out there that will help you automate your business easier. An example might be when you are signing up a new client, right? You shouldn't have to be the person sending your calendar to them. You shouldn't have to send the payment, right? You should be using a service like Candly, where actually send like that you can they can fill out questions for you. Those questions get sent to you. Then they get to uh, a link to your calendar. Once they click the link to the calendar, then they're you they have to pay. All of that is happening with one click. Okay. Now I'm gonna be real with you, right? Let me give y'all a little bit more face. I'm gonna be a little real with you. It does take a little time to set that type of system up, but once you set it up, it's good to go. Like literally, it's good to go. So when people reach out to me for some type of coaching, laser coaching, or try to get onto my VIP client list, then I send them a application, an interview application, right? I go, they fill it all out. I look at that application first, okay? Once they have filled all of that out, I send them a link to my Calendly. My Calendly does everything else for me. Y'all see what I'm saying? So that is one system that you can put in place. Also, I want you to think about what if you're selling digital products? I hope you guys are not using PayPal and then like sending it. Once someone pays, then you send them the link in their email. Lord, I hope you're not doing that because that will burn you out doing that. The more digital products you sell, the more that's going to happen. So you should have a system like Gun Road or Sales or Selfie or something like that that literally does all the work for you, right? When someone is ready to buy a digital product for you, they go to your store, they fill out, they click to say buy, they fill out all the information, they put their credit card information in, they hit submit, and the digital download is sent to them on their own. Okay, they got everything. And if something doesn't work right, they can click the support. Everything happens. You don't have to do all of that. Y'all hear me? Okay. Now, once you have had those type of systems put in place, maybe you are now ready to hire someone. Okay. I hired someone maybe six months into my business and it was very small amount, right? I just needed this person to do a little research for me. And I think the person was charging like $10 an hour, which was well worth it because I was working a nine to five, right? 
and trying to run my business. And I really didn't really have time to put the energy and doing the research that I needed to. So I paid this person $10 an hour. Now I'm going to give you the real, real about hiring someone. You do have to do a little training first. This person is not going to come and help you in your business and know everything about you in your business. You're going to have to tell this person what to research, what it is that you're looking for, and how you want this research information delivered to you. Yes, it takes time. And you know what? I was so hard-headed in the beginning. Let me give y'all some faith. I was so hard-headed in the beginning. I thought like I could do it all. Right. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I got to train this person. This is going to take me days to do this. But, y'all, once I started to do the training and I started to actually um, put the processes in place, like, you know, record myself talking about certain things. Right. I didn't have to write everything out because, guys, I'm not really a strong writer. I'm a video. I can explain something in the video really quick. I can take screenshots and and talk over the, you know, the screenshots and tell you the things I want. Once I did that for my VA, it was easy because anytime that she had a question about something, all she had to do is go back to those videos and watch them, right? I could, I was just talking to her, showing her what my expectations were. Yes, it took me about a couple of days to do that, but y'all now I haven't, I've had a VA for the past, it's going on two years now and she has made my life the best thing in the world. So I would say to ensure that you do not burn out as an entrepreneur, I want you to automate, use those systems out there, right? A lot of these systems are, some of them are free. Some of them are less than $10 a month. Use systems to help you make your business easier. Delegate, right? And then eliminate tasks that are consuming. If there are tasks out there that you know you shouldn't be doing, just stop doing them, right? I used to say that you should write a stop doing list. Just stop doing it, okay? <laughs> and there were a lot of things that I had to stop doing. One of the things was taking on so many one-on-one -on -one clients. I had to stop doing that, right? I couldn't hire that out. I didn't want to hire that out, right? And I couldn't automate it at all. So those are things that I had to stop doing. Another thing that I had to stop doing, and I really feel that, African-American women feel really bad about this and they won't do this. I had to stop cleaning my house. Uh-huh. I hired someone to clean my house. And I know I come from old school. My mom would have said what she sort of did say when I hired someone. She's like, I cannot believe you hired someone to clean up. It's just you and your husband. But I literally, I like a clean house. I don't want to walk and see dust, right? I want my carpet and my floors clean. I knew that that, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't commit the time that it needed to get to the level that I wanted it to be. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, I like clean. Like, I like to clean all at one time, not one room at a time. And I knew by doing that, it was going to burn me out and then try to do coaching calls and then try to do a come up with content or show up live. It was just too much. So I had to eliminate myself doing the housework and I hired someone to do it. And again, best decision in my, in my life. Um, and I hope, you know, that mo more of you really consider that as well. All right. So that is number two. Let's get into number three. Number three is to plan your days. Plan your days. Take time to block out some times. Okay. So like, look, I'm going to get real with you about this one. 
A lot of my clients that I take on, they want to do a lot of things. They want to, you know, take on one-on-one coaching. They want to plan events. They want to, you know, start a podcast or start YouTubing. They, I mean, there's so much, right? And so once I ask them, or here's another thing, they might start it. And then I ask them, so how is it going? Like, how's your podcast going? And it's like, oh, I stopped because I got busy. And I was like, well, did you block out time to do it? <laughs> and they look at me like, block out time? What's that? What, like, what's blocking out time, right? <laughs> they look like I, I, like I got three heads. But look, guys, if you're going to build a business, you have to block it out, especially if you're working a nine to five and you're building this business on the side. You have to block out time to work on the business and you have to commit to that. You have to stick to that. So here's what I do. I, and, and I'm, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a tell the story from the perspective of when I worked in a nine to five, because my life might be a little different now, because you guys know I'm a full-time entrepreneur. And so I have a home office. I come in here and I work from 10 to four o'clock. I take a lunch break, just like everybody else. But look, when I worked my nine to five, I taught class like I had an eight o'clock class and I had a one o'clock class, right? And so that eight o'clock class lasted to, I think, 1140, 11.50, right? It was a four-hour class. And then I took a lunch break and then my one o'clock class started and that lasted from one to, I think, 4.50. I think that was the time. It's been a while, right? So my whole day was like book solid. So when I came home from work, it took me about 20 minutes to drive home. 20 minutes. It's like 22 miles, right? With traffic and all that kind of stuff. When I came home, I ate dinner and then I immediately worked from seven to nine o'clock. I blocked at that time. Now I wasn't doing too much live streaming during the week, but I was batching my content during that time. And then I would do live stream if I was doing live stream, like videos during that time. I would do it on Saturday or Sunday. I had to make a choice eventually. I think I started doing it on Sunday evenings around four or six o'clock. Okay. And if anyone asked me to do anything during those time spans, I said, no, I treated it like I'd had a part-time job because if we were working a part-time job, we wouldn't call our part-time job and say, Hey, I can't do this because I'm, I'm going to go hang out. No, we was like, no, I'm going to go work. And we would tell our friends, let me go to work. And then I'll meet up with y'all afterwards. That's what I had to do. And I think a lot of times when uh, my coaches who are doing the coaching as a side business, they don't really understand that to actually not get burnout and not and to actually see their business grow, you have to block out the time. You have to commit to the time, okay? And be, be very... What's the word? I said committed a lot of times, but committed is key to that, right? So as a full-time entrepreneur, like I said, I work in my office from 10 to 4 o'clock. Solid work, okay? After 4 o'clock, I don't really do much work. That time is for me and my husband. So that time might be me cooking. I might run and do some errands, go to the grocery store. I cook for him, and then we watch television together. And I don't, I commit during that time and I don't take phone calls, right? Because that's our time. I am committed to my relationship and I'm also committed to my business. And that is the same thing that you want to do is when you plan out your business, you must plan it out. And then once I leave out of my office, I write down on a sticky note, 
okay, on a sticky note, what I am going to do when I uh, the next day. And then I'm done. I'm done. I leave my work in my office. I leave whatever. Maybe you don't have an office, right? I leave. You can say I leave my work on the desk, on the kitchen table, whatever it is. But you have to plan your day. Because if you don't, you will get overwhelmed. You will get burned out. You will feel like, is it even worth it to do this business? Because you feel like you're just always trying to play catch up. Y'all get me? I don't want you to play catch up. I want y'all to be able to chill. I want you to be able to get your work done and chill and know that you have put the work in. Also, planning your day has to do with thinking about batching your content and scheduling, using systems to make that easy, right? So uh, things that I share with my clients is using programs like Later. Later will help you schedule your content to Facebook, to Instagram, okay? Um, I think even to LinkedIn as well. So you can batch it. If you, if you can only work on your business three times a week, then plan what you're going to do during those three days, right? Very essential to growing your business and helping you avoid burnout in your business because I don't want that to happen to you. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the next one. The next one is going to be calculate your prices carefully. Oh my gosh. What? Let, let y'all, let me just take a little swig. Let me just take a swig of my tea because this is a big one. This right here almost took me out of the whole coaching business because I was not pricing myself correctly. Now, y'all remember the first tip about how to avoid uh, being burnt out. I said that you should definitely interview your clients first before you take them on. Okay. Well, I did not interview. My first two or three years, I wasn't, I was taking on everybody because I thought I was, you know, like a hero. I can take on everybody no matter what, right? I was, I was chasing the money instead of chasing who I can actually help and who, who and I, I'm not who, and I could work together very, um, we're good, um, share good energy, right? So this is what happened. I was, and I'm going to be real with you. I think at the time I might have been charging like $47 an hour. That's about how it broke down because I had a program, right? And I had a client who was really high maintenance, love her to death. It was no fault of her own, but it just required a lot, a lot of energy for me, right? Um, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a helper and I, I want to solve all your problems. And if you have ideas, I don't want to poo poo your ideas. I want to show how you can use those ideas as well. But what was happening was she had so many ideas. She wasn't implementing the things that we talked about the call before. So what was happening with me, it was that I started to resent her. I started to get mad at myself thinking I'm putting in a whole lot of work for $47, right? Like I could just go back to corporate and make that amount and not have this much stress. And the reason why it was stressing me out and literally, literally made me rethink this whole coaching thing is because I was not pricing myself correctly, okay? Because of the work that I was doing, the time that I was putting in was not reflected in my price. Now, I'm not trying to be bougie about anything. And I'm not trying to say, hey, be a high-end $2,000, $3,000 a month, um, uh, an hour person. I'm just saying that if you are a person like me who are who is a giver, 
then you might want to price that given. Okay. $47 a month of $47 an hour is not going to get you out of corporate America. Okay. $47 a month is not going to pay that many. I keep saying a month, but $47 an hour is not going to um, pay. It, it might pay a, a little small bill, but it's not going to pay all the bills in the house so that you can leave the nine to five. You, you get what I'm saying? So you want to calculate your prices carefully to reflect the giving and the service that you offer people, right? It's not being greedy. And I understand, and I can hear you. I can hear y'all's voices now like, but I want to help everybody. Everyone can't afford me. I get that. If some people cannot afford your services, then think about a group coaching program. That's uh, not that expensive. If they can't afford the group coaching program, then offer an ebook that solves a problem. Okay. I do not want you to use your time because the more you put your time into the coaching, the more requirement, the, the more it's going to take you away from you building a business, right? One of my philosophies, my biggest philosophies is teaching coaches how to build a business, not another service, not to be a service provider, that you have a business that works for you when you are not working, <laughs> okay? That you can go on vacation and still make money. And that all goes down to the things that I've shared with you. You have to delegate. You have to plan your week. You have to interview clients to make sure they're best, a good fit for you. And you have to calculate your prices carefully to ensure that you are getting paid your work. Y'all know what I mean. Charge your work. Charge what the service you are given, what you are offering people, and the time that you put into it. Okay? Very, very important to do that. All right, so number, the next one, I think this is number five, is to take care of yourself. Y'all, we can give and serve until we are blue in the face. But if you are not taking care of yourself, you will not be able to do good service. Okay, I'm gonna let that sink, sink in a little bit. If you are not taking care of yourself, you will not be able to do good service. And taking care of yourself is leaving work at work, chilling, taking time to reflect on your day, taking time to acknowledge what you have accomplished in the day, celebrating the small wins. Okay. It means relaxing, chilling, right? I literally thought that because I was an entrepreneur and that I had read all these things about what other entrepreneurs do, I thought that I couldn't watch TV. And I had to, I had to like, look, girl, like get yourself together. You have worked a solid four hours plus hours building a website. Okay. I don't build websites for everybody else. I like building websites, right? For myself. <laughs> so hint, hint, okay. I could um, hire that out, but I like doing it. Okay. You have done this. You have finished putting together your coaching program. You have edited your videos, all of your videos, and you have scheduled them to go out for the week. 
You can reward yourself by watching a couple of tele, um, a couple of hours of TV. You got up early, went in the office, and did the work. I used to feel guilty about that. When I but when I realized that what I was doing was rewarding myself for doing the work that I know and could do in my business to help me grow my business. Right? Sometimes comparing your lifestyle to someone else and thinking that you should be doing the same thing and all you're doing is really feeling more guilty about it, that's not taking care of yourself. You have to find out what fits for you. And watching the Big Bang Theory, right? <laughs> or watching a show or movie with my husband brings me joy. That is part of self-care. Do not feel guilty for doing something that brings you joy so that especially when it's in a reward for doing what you was doing in your business. And I hope I'm making sense because taking care, I, I mean, I'm a magic opponent from getting nails done, hair done, baths, massages, pedicures, all of those things and chilling or watching a couple of TV, right? Couple of shows on television. So y'all take care of yourself. These are really, really important. Let me just go back through these real quick. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, right? So I said, take care of yourself. Calculate your prices carefully. Plan your days. Automate, delegate, or eliminate time-consuming tasks. And I want you to interview coaching prospects carefully. Very, very important to do these things. Very, very important, right? All right, guys. So those are the five ways to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur. And before I go, I just want to remind you that today's show is sponsored by Coaching Business Simplify, right? Coaching Business Simplify is the number one business coaching club for coaches to help them market and build successful coaching business, right? So when you join the Coaching Business Simplify, you get advanced business and marketing training. You get dump you marketing content because content is king. Without content, you have no business. You have no marketing plan. You also get live spotlight coaching with me and you get or become part of a superstar community of coaches that hold you accountable, that celebrate you, that offer resources and support and tells you what helped grow, grow their business as well. The community is dynamite, right? You can join the Coaching Business Simplified today for only $7. All you got to do is go to alicemichelle.com forward slash 74FOR30, right? And you can join for $7 for the first 30 days. All right. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining me on the Coaches Corner Office. And today was all about marketing. Mondays, right? All right, guys, y'all have an awesome and blessed day and I'll be talking to you later.